0: Now time for the BCHL Podcast,
1: presented by Subway.
2: Here's Finn Williams to end the game to the four. Yeah. and scores! There's
1: a backer. play, what a goal! Zach Michaelis! Rolling puck in front, tied up in skate, Rowan Clark with a heroic save! My
0: goodness, Rowan Clark, what did you eat for pregame? game pulls, Reome shoots, scores! Hat-trick for Nick Reome! Donaldson driving the goal, wrapping around, he scores!
1: Brilliant goal by Sean Donaldson! Trophy to the goal What's again, he scores! Oh my word, Tyler Trophy with a dandy three on one. A
0: move, Veto back to move. What a save by May coming across with the left leg. My goodness!
2: Hey there, welcome to the BCHL podcast. I am your host Jesse Adamson. We're back again with another brand new episode for you with two great guests. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that the BCHL podcast is presented by Subway. Subway is a longtime partner of the BC Hockey League, and we thank them for their continued support. All right, let's get to today's show. Uh, First up uh, on the guest list, we have BCHL alumnus and uh, former NHL player Ed Johnstone. Ed Johnstone played with the Vernon Essos from 1970 to 1972, uh, and then eventually was drafted by the New York Rangers and went on to play 12 years in the NHL. And after his playing career ended, he ended up returning to the BCHL as a coach for the Vernon Lakers and won three Fred Page Cup championships. On top of that, we have a second guest today, and that is Wenatchee Wild forward Cade Littler. Littler has been making a lot of noise lately. Yesterday, he was listed by NHL Central Scouting on their midterm rankings. He was also uh, honored as the BCHL High School Player of the Month, which uh, recognizes on-ice performance as well as performance in the classroom. And he's just having an all-around impressive rookie season. All right, let's get to our first interview, as I mentioned, with Ed Johnstone. John Stone is a former Vernon Esso's player, a former Vernon Lakers coach, and uh, has quite a lot of stories from his time in the NHL playing with uh, legendary players like Phil Esposito and uh, Rod Gilbert. So we get into all that, his pro career, his BCHL career, and of course, his coaching career. Uh, and then just uh, his relationship with the game of hockey in general. So a ton of good stuff. We had a great chat with Ed, so let's not waste any more time and get to that right now. All right, Ed, you were a member of the Vernon Essos for a couple seasons uh, in the early 1970s. Uh, what do you remember about your time in the league?
0: Well, it was, uh, I, I think I was, I was about 16, I think. and uh, it, And it was a, it was a really good league even back then. You know, it was, uh, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't near as much uh, scoring, I don't think, as there is today, but it it was a pretty good league.
2: Yeah. So um, you mentioned there wasn't quite enough or as much scoring, but you yourself were were a pretty productive player at that time. Just looking at your numbers, you were, you were a big time point producer. You had almost a hundred points in in your first season in 70, 71. So uh, how, how would you describe the type of player you were at that time? (laughs)
0: Well, I was, uh, I like to think I I was a, a, a goal scorer, but um, I was, I was, uh, I took a lot of pride in, in my defensive play and keeping the puck out of my net and, and I was pretty fortunate. I could, uh, I could score, I could score a little bit as well. So I I like to really think myself as a, as a, as more or less a complete all round player.
2: And then you mentioned the the difference in in scoring, but uh, obviously in general, the game of hockey is a lot different now. So uh, from you, what you remember that time, maybe beyond um, the the whole scoring thing, what was the BCHL game like at that time for those um, who weren't around then?
0: Well, I think it was, I think it was a little tougher league. Um, You know, you, uh, you, you had to take the body. Uh, there was quite a bit more body checking, and uh, and there was, I, mean, I think, there was way less stick work than there is today, um, because you know if you uh, if you did uh, wheel your stick around, you know you had to um, uh, you had to stand up for yourself, and and if you continued to do that, it was you know that happened on a regular basis. So, you know, I think you uh, I think you learned how to how to play the game. You know, and I think that uh, you learned how to how to take a check and how to give a check, and and probably the number one thing was you learned how to protect yourself, and you were a fair player. You, you know, you didn't uh, you didn't go out of your way to to uh, this really isn't probably the the right thing to say, but to hurt somebody, and you know you you just played the game hard.
2: So do you remember who, who were some of the top players in the league when you were playing? Um, when you kind of took a, a look around the league, who, who were the top guys?
0: Oh boy. Um, I'll well, see the guys that, the guys that played on, on, on our team, you know, we had, uh, we had a pretty good club back then. We had Wayne Dye and, uh, uh Lawrence Kwechuk and, you know, the Marsh boys and, uh, and, uh, you know, Kelowna. I think it was Kelowna. They had uh, they had the gas ops were there for a while. You know, and it was uh, it, like I said, it was a and uh, let's see, Bruce Affleck was in Penticton. That was a long time ago.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm testing your memory here. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. Um, How, how about uh, teams right now? The, the main rival of the, the Vernon Vipers is the Penticton V's. That's kind of the historic rival, but at that time, who would you consider uh, Vernon's top rivals?
0: I don't know. Austin Kelowna used to, uh, used to go at it, uh, at it pretty hard. And, uh, and, Uh, Kamloops was a was a good club as well you know and and predicted you know I think it was it it was uh, it was you played against the same guys enough times that uh, you know you developed a uh, a rivalry so to speak and uh, you know it was uh, for me I didn't like playing against anybody you know (laughs) so it was uh, you know I just I just wanted to go and do the best job I could and then uh, you know so as far as, uh, I, I think putting your, putting your, everybody out in the interior was, uh, was a good rival.
2: So after your time in the BCHL, you went on to play for the Medicine Hat Tigers, and then you were drafted in the sixth round by the New York Rangers. So your first year with the team, uh, just looking at the roster, I know you only played 10 games that first year, but uh, there were guys like Rod Gilbert, Phil Esposito, who were already there. Uh, So what was it like coming into a room with with kind of legendary players like that already around?
0: (laughs) Well, it... it, 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 uh... I guess it made you humble. You, um, you know, you look at these guys and you, you know, you said, holy smokes. Now here, here I am just a, you know, just a little guy from Vernon and, and here I am in New York and I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm sitting beside these guys and it was, uh, it was an honor to, 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 to be able to say that I did that.
2: So you went on to play 12 years in the NHL, mostly with the Rangers, but uh, you had another stop later in your career with the Detroit Red Wings organization. Uh, I mentioned Roger Bear and, and Esposito, but were there any other players along the way that kind of stood out to you as like a wow moment that you got to play with? Who, who stood out to you as far as teammates and even players you got to play against, I guess?
0: Well, you know, it was, uh, you know, like Ronnie Greshner was, uh, you know, I played against Gresh starting in the BCJHL. And, uh, you know, and, and we just, we just kept banging heads all, all the way through until, until, you know, we both, we both ended up in New York and, and, uh, you know, and then it was, uh, anytime you went into the Montreal forum and you got, you know, you got, the uh, uh, pocket rocket was there for a very short time. And, you know, uh, Larry Robinson, Ken Dryden, you know, Gila Fleur, you know, those guys are, you know, they're, they're legends. And uh, you know it was, it, it was it, it was kind of neat to, to to play against them and and, uh, and and just to see how they played the game.
2: So you didn't win uh, a Stanley Cup in your time in the NHL, but you won a Calder Cup in the AHL in '86 with the Adirondack Red Wings. Uh, I know uh, it was the AHL, not the NHL, but do you consider that one of the highlights of your career? I know uh, winning is everything. So um, I'm curious to know if if that was one of the highlights of your career.
0: It definitely was, you know, it was uh, in, in 1979 uh, with the Rangers, we, we lost to Montreal in the finals, which was, which was for us, it was a, it was a, it was a great accomplishment, but to win, uh, to win any championship in, in any league, I think is, is an honor and a, and a great accomplishment. If you can, if you could do that. And like I said, I was very fortunate in, in Adirondack. We had a, we had a really good team and, uh, and Detroit helped us out in, in, in 85, 86 there when we won, uh, right at the deadline, they, they sent us, uh, Bob Probert, uh, uh, Claude Loiselle and Larry Trader so we went from being a we were a pretty tough team and and we we're pretty good and we we went to uh, to become a a very very tough team and a and a really good team and uh you know I think it I think it shows uh Hershey that, that we played in the finals they had a they had a really good team too they were a Phillies farm team and you know that's the way they played they were you know they they would they would bang and crash and, uh, and 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 they had a lot of skilled guys, you know. And uh, uh, I really think those three guys at Troy Centers, They they kind of put us over the hump.
2: Yeah, I think uh, any team with Bob Probert is going to be a pretty tough team. So uh, yeah, I've, I I see what you're saying there. Um, well, so, we had we, we had Joey Kosher as well. <laughs> right, right, yeah, <laughs> He's that's a
0: pretty tough boy. Yeah, you know, Billy Bell dead. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: we're, um, we're pretty tough.
2: So speaking of championships, after your playing career, you got into coaching, uh, you ended up re- returning to the BCHL and with Vernon again, uh, you coached, uh, the Vipers or the Vipers organization for four years from 88 to 92. Uh, you won the Fred page cup three of those, out of those four years. So, uh, I guess first off is what made you want to come back to the BCHL?
0: Well, you know, it was, it was kind of nice to, uh, to maybe try and give, give something back, uh, you know, and, and I was fortunate enough to, to, to end up in, in Vernon, where, where I actually started playing. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was, it, it was, it, it was a real thrill for me. It was, you know, to, to take a bunch of kids that, you know, that, uh, you know, were, were more or less just, just learn how to play the game. And, uh, you know, it, able to help them along and, and, uh, you know, hopefully teach them something and, and, and how to play the game the way the game's supposed to be played. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think that was kind of our reputation. Uh, you know, we played you hard and, uh, you know, if, if you, you know, we could play any way you wanted to play, you know, you wanted to skate and make it a wide open game. We could do that. If you wanted to bang and crash, we could do that as well. And, uh, you know, I think it was, uh, it was, uh, you were happy to be involved with with a situation like that, where where they where you could help the kids along. And like I said, uh, uh, I had a I had nothing but respect for for the kids that I coached, and uh, I like to think that 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 they respected me. And uh, you know, they would uh, if you told them to do something. And they didn't think it was right. They would ask questions, and so and I was fortunate. I could I could still show them in those days. You know, I could hey I could still play a little, and uh, you know they they kind of took that to took that to heart, and you know and we were we were successful.
2: Yeah, you looks like you got into coaching right away the even the the next year after you retired from your playing career you coached in the whl and then the following year started your your four-year stint with vernon so um was it coaching something that you always had in the back of your mind in your career it seems like you made that decision in that transition right away was it something that you were were thinking of uh throughout your career how did that all come together
0: i think it i think i probably did think about it you know i was i i kind of always prided myself in in taking taking something away from 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 all the coaches that i had and and not um not coming up with a with say hey hey you know this is this is the way it's got to be done i think you had i think it uh it it uh, it made me a better coach because i i i would I would think back as to as so along the way, you know, the, the the coaches that I had and the coaches that I respected, and and I was able to take some of that stuff and 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 give it back to the to the kids to the kids that were coming up, and I really think that that uh, that that was what I wanted to do. You know, I I was I've been involved in hockey forever, and uh, you know, I just uh, that that was a that was a way for me to to kind of, you know, get, get across to, to some of these kids that, uh, you know, the things that I'd learned along the way and, you know, hopefully it helped them and made them a better player and a, and a better individual.
2: So after your stint in Vernon, um, you, you kept on coaching for about another decade, um and uh in, in the ECHL and the AHL and finish off with a brief stint back in the BCHL but um just curious what's your involvement with the game at this point um are you just more of, of a fan uh, how, how do you stay engaged in the game of hockey at this point
0: i am, uh, I, i'm a fan now you know it's uh <laughs> i um I, I had some some health issues here a few years back and and uh and my doctor told me that if I couldn't you know maybe play the game for fun, I should maybe not. And I really struggled playing for just fun because I only knew one way to play. <laughs> uh, so i I uh, you know I kind of hung it up and, and I coached uh, uh, I helped a buddy of mine out coach coach some some minor hockey and and that was enjoyable, but uh, it 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 got to the point where. I couldn't show them how to do it anymore. And, uh, you know, that was, that was when I pretty much said, uh, you know, I, that's enough. That's enough of that for, you know, I, I, I didn't feel I could, uh, I could give, I could give anything else to the, to the players. So that was time to, to pack it in. And, uh, I, you know, and then and I got some nephews and stuff that, you know, and I try and take in, you know, when they're playing and and uh, and some kids, uh, some some young fellas of of the kids that I coached here and and along the way, you know, I, I always try to get down to watch and, uh, you know, but I'm a I'm a fan now and and, and I'm quite content with that.
2: So last question for you. So it's the the 60th anniversary of the BCHL, and you were someone who was uh, involved quite a bit uh, as a player and then as a coach. So uh, when you think back on your time playing and, and then coaching, uh, what does the BCHL mean to you? What is does uh, the Vernon Vipers organization, the community there, all of it? What what does it all mean to you?
0: Well, like I said, I think it's a, I think it's a great league. I think that that um, uh, uh, they've, they've made some, some changes for the good. Um, you know, and I think that, 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 uh, now to get to the National Hockey League, uh, you can stay in the BCEJ AHL and play and, and, uh, and go to college and then take the next step from there. Whereas, whereas when, when I, when I played, if you didn't play in the BCJHL and then you stepped up and played the WHA, uh, you didn't have much chance. And, uh, you know, I think that that's, that's part of the, part of the thing that's changed and I, and it's changed for the better. And, uh, you know, it's as I think is a great league and, and, uh, you know, and the, the people in Vernon here, they've always, they've always been supportive. I can remember like, even even we played, you know, when I was playing back in the early '70s, he, playing here, you know, we always had a full house, and they always backed you up, and you know, you'd walk down the street, and they'd, you know, the, everybody, you know, people would stop and talk to you, and and uh, I think that that um, uh, from the Lakers, from Mel Lis and then to Duncan Ray with the Vipers, I think they've 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 kept a, that they've kept that legacy going. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, you know, Odie Lowe, he was, he was my coach back then. And, and I know Odie, Odie hung around the the game for, for, for quite a while. And, uh, you know, know, and, and he made a, he influenced me and, uh, you know, and, and like I said, the people of Vernon, I don't think you can, you can find better people, you know, they, they can be hard on you. You know, they, well, it's their fans, but they can be hard on you. But I think if you work hard and you give them a hundred percent and, and, uh, and, and if you do end up, you know, not winning as much as what they would like to see you win, you know, that, that they're okay with that. And uh, so I think, I think it's a great place to play.
2: Awesome. Well, you know what, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with me today. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, um Thanks for for all you've done for the BCHL and and best of luck uh, going forward.
0: Thanks, Jesse. You take care and have a great day.
2: What would you call a new crispy chicken sidekick made by Subway sandwich experts with seasoned chicken breast free from artificial flavors, a crispy golden brown coating, and freshly prepared just for you? At Subway, we call it the complete package. Introducing our new crispy chicken sidekick, only $3.99, only at Subway. Only here for a limited time. Subway, eat fresh. Freshly prepared for your order. Limited time at participating restaurants. Extras additional, plus tax. Huge thank you to Ed Johnstone for joining the podcast. Really appreciate him taking the time to have a great chat with us. All right, let's move on to our second interview. We catch up with Wenatchee Wild forward, Cade Littler. As I mentioned at the top, Littler has been listed by NHL Central Scouting on their midterm rankings ahead of the NHL draft this summer. Uh, And he was also recently named the BCHL High School Player of the Month. So we ended up having a great chat with Cade, covered a lot of subjects, uh, including his rookie season, and also uh, playing for his hometown team in Wenatchee. He's quite familiar with the team, with the city, with the organization through his father bliss who is the current general manager of the wild and before that was the longtime coach of the team so uh let's get right to it and uh, here is our conversation with Cade Littler all right Cade so uh your rookie season in the BCHL has been going quite well uh you have 24 points in 21 games your second in team scoring uh, how have you felt making that adjustment to your first full year of junior hockey yeah I just think hard
1: work um just show up every day and working hard and you don't know what to expect. And I don't know, you go out there every day, compete every
2: game. So you've been productive all year, but you really seem to have taken it to another level in December. Uh, when you went on a bit of a heater, you had 11 points in six games in the month. Uh, you scored your second hat trick of the season. You were a uh, first star of the week at one point. So uh, what, what do you attribute to that, uh, that kind of increase in your production Um, in the month was it a matter of confidence or getting acclimated to the
1: league what do you think was the cause of that I just think team success um, chemistry with my line mates just really started clicking with with them the team started clicking more got on a win streak um, so everyone was playing good so yeah you mentioned your line mates who are your
2: line mates who have you been playing with and who have you been able to build that chemistry with that you were talking
1: about um, I played with Quinn Emerson Landon Parker and Kate Sibby mainly throughout the year um, just through injuries guys have stepped up and filled in those are the three guys i played with
2: mainly all year and what do you think it is about about your game that seems to mesh well with them what What was the uh, the reason for the chemistry why do you think you've been, you guys have been able to figure it out
1: I think our hockey IQ is went good together um we both, all three of us, have, like, just practice every day, want to get better, try new things, watch the video, like excited to get better every day and started clicking. So it's, it's been another
2: unique season for everybody with – postponements due to weather at first and then some more due to covid in the new year Uh, but it's been an especially unique season for Wenatchee you guys played your first eight games of the season the first month of the season away from home didn't play your first game until uh, mid-november so I imagine that was a little bit challenging but from from your perspective what was that experience like having to start the season on the road like that and not getting to play any home games until november
1: yeah, it was tough, but made the home opener that much more special. Like, been a, a group of guys have been together longer. Like, definitely, like you get closer on the road because you're with the team the whole time. So, like, I felt like we got closer that way rather than playing at home, where like you by yourself like during the day and stuff. But so, I like I thought that part was good. Like, you're with your teammates more, but it was good to um, I think get on the road and figure it out early
2: you mentioned the home opener I I imagine that was pretty special Uh, after especially after not playing the season before so the home fans hadn't seen you guys in forever what was that like that first night when you guys were back at home playing in front of the fans yeah it was pretty
1: cool playing in front of the home crowd for the first time just I don't know really good experience so for, for those that don't know, um,
2: pri- prior to a couple seasons ago when Cranbrook came into the league, Wenatchee was the, the newest team in the BCHL and obviously the lone team in the U.S. So um, they're, they're known for having some pretty, pretty passionate fans. But you're someone that's been around the team for a long time and we, we can get into that later. But um, what, what, what kind of place do, do the Wild hold in, in the community and kind of what's the importance of the Wenatchee Wild in the community down there?
1: Um, I think it's a pretty big part. There's not really a lot of other sports. Like, there's no other sports team. There's a there's two high schools that have like football. But other than that, like it's when actually the wild are pretty big. Um, just because there's nothing else, we get out in the community a decent amount. But yeah, I would say it's like a pretty big part. Just like there's nothing else. There's no other sports teams in the community. So just shifting gears a little bit here, the big news yesterday
2: uh, was that uh, NHL Central Scouting released their midterm rankings ahead of the the, the draft this summer in Montreal. So uh, your name was on that list. You're one of uh, six current BCHL players who were listed. So uh, how did it feel for you to to see your name up there uh, among all the draft prospects? It
1: was cool. Just still a long ways away, so...
2: Yes. the rest of the season yeah yeah so I was gonna ask is is the draft something that you think about or work towards or is it more something in the background obviously you're aware of it uh, every player your age is aware of when their draft year is and something like this shows that you are on the radar but is it something that you consciously think about and work
1: towards or is it more the kind of background noise for you I think it's a goal but I don't think it one way or the other I don't think it defines you as a player I think it's it's one year it's one draft like see a lot of undrafted guys make it so i don't think it matters like a ton but i like it's definitely a goal like i mean every kid wants to be drafted so i definitely think it'd be a goal but i don't i don't know not worrying about it yeah
2: just wanted to know i know there's no guarantee that anything will happen but if it did happen you did get drafted this summer what would it mean to you to accomplish that
1: It'd be pretty cool. Um, it's a lot of hard work, but I, I think it's really cool to get drafted. I don't think it means a ton. like just because you're drafted doesn't make you that much better of a player than someone else that doesn't get drafted. Like it matters where you're at in four or five years. Right. So I think it's a cool like. Uh, it's a short term.
2: So uh, another accolade you've gotten this week uh, is the BCHL High School Player of the Month. Um, so obviously we talked about your performance on the ice in December, which was great, but uh, you're also a really good student. So i uh, just curious, where does that focus on education come for you? Uh, what, why, why do you think um, education is so important and, and why, uh, why do you put such a focus on it?
1: Oh, I think because you never know what happened with injuries, like... Guys can get injured. Hockey's not hockey's not forever, so I think education is important. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so
2: la- last year, um, you you also got to spend some time with the U.S. National Team Development Program, which, um, as as we we all know, produces some of the top end talent in the world, and and just kind of seems to churn out NHL players. Uh, so for you getting to spend uh, some time with them in that program, what was that experience like?
1: Yeah, it was a really cool experience just to be around everyone, how they get treated, and obviously play a couple games with them playing in the USA League. It was cool to to be a part with them for a couple for a couple days.
2: So I'm, we talked about earlier, you're a rookie in the BCHL, but uh, I know you're very familiar with the league because of your dad. So for, for those that don't know, Bliss Littler is the current GM of the Wild, and before that was their longtime coach. Um, so how special is it for you to be a part of the team that your dad essentially built and, and brought to the BCHL all those years ago?
1: It's really cool to play actually, especially like how many games I watched, how much I've been around it, like growing up here basically. So it's really cool to be a part of it. My dad's been a big part of that, like has pushed me a ton, helped me a lot of resources. So yeah, but yeah, it's pretty, it's really
2: special to play when our chief. Yeah. I just wanted to follow up on that. Um, so your, your dad has been a, a coach forever. Obviously he's very knowledgeable about the game. He's won uh, at many levels. He's won the the coach of the year award in the BCHL a couple of times. So uh, having that resource, um, at home as your dad, um, what is that like for you to be able to kind of lean on him for advice and and knowledge about hockey and and obviously uh, as a dad and just kind of guidance in life as well?
1: Yeah, he's great. Like um, his advice coaching me on like being able to coach me, but then being able to be a dad to just like being able to like help me, like lead me almost, I guess been a great role model. Yeah, I guess he's had a huge part in my development on ice and off ice too, like just as a person too. So just a couple more questions here before we wrap up. Um, So uh,
2: you mentioned the team success as well that kind of came along with your individual success on the ice. So the Wild have have been kind of an up-and-coming team in the last month or so of the season, climbing up the standings. So uh, what have you seen from the team in in those improvements? Uh, What specifically has the team uh, been doing better in recent weeks that have allowed you guys to, to, uh, kind of raise your record and, and jump up in the standings a little bit.
1: Oh, I would say just like buying into team systems practice, like how hard we go in practice. Um, I think, I think that is a huge part of it, part of it, like how hard we work in practice. Like we're not just, if you're going easy in practice, you can't expect to play harder in the games. So, um, I think Coach Clark has definitely like pushed us pushed that on us this year with making practice as hard as possible and how hard we work. And then last
2: question. So right now you, uh, you know, you haven't announced a commitment to an NCAA division one program, but I imagine that is coming soon since uh, you've been playing so well this year. Uh, So when you're making that decision, what kind of a school are you looking for? What is it in a school and a hockey program that you're looking for that would be the best fit for you?
1: I would say just a place that can help me develop and, help me take the next step in my process. Like that's what I look for is who can help me take the next step after college, who can get me
2: to the next level. Great. Well, uh, that's all I got for you. So thank you so much for, for taking the time today. Really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you and your teammates the rest of the season. Okay. Thank you. All right. That does it for another episode of the BCHL podcast. Thank you again to both of my guests today, Cade Lither, who you just heard from, and of course, Ed Johnstone, who you heard from at the top. Our interview with Ed was part of our ongoing 60th anniversary uh, coverage, so look out for even more of that coming soon. Uh, There'll be some some written content covering the different decades of the BCHL. Uh, Up next will be the 1970s, which will feature Ed, uh, who obviously played in the league in the early 70s. Uh, so keep your eye out for that and, and more interviews with some of the characters from, from the past in the BCHL. Besides 60th anniversary content, uh, it was a pretty busy news week in the BCHL this past week. As we covered with Cade Littler, NHL Central Scouting has released its midterm rankings for the NHL draft this summer. Uh, there are six current BCHL players on the list. Uh, One player committed to the league next year is on the list. So you can find all the details around that at bchl.ca. Some more news. uh, The initial list of nominees for the Hobie Baker Award was announced this week. And that award is given to college hockey's top player. And there are 19 BCHL alumni who have been nominated for the award. So you can also get that full list on the BCHL website. And other than that, as usual, for up to the minute updates on everything related to the BCHL, follow us on our social channels. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook and we're at BC Hockey League. And then finally, uh, a huge thank you again to our sponsor, Subway, who is a longtime partner of the BCHL, as well as our producer, Greg Ballack, uh, who puts this thing together behind the scenes. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. And we
1: will talk to you again next time.